Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Thank you for choosing this special spotlight on the golden age of radio. I'm Patrick Riley, host of The Riley and Kimmy Show. Our featured golden age of radio production will be uninterrupted for your listening pleasure. After this tribute, please visit our website, RileyandKimmy.com, for our archived daily episodes. Our episodes focus on the world of old-time radio, nostalgia, and pop culture trivia. That's RileyandKimmy.com. folks. You laughed with him when he played the Marine in the movie Wake Island, and soon you'll see him in two years before the mast. He's Hollywood's magnificent mug. Well, I may not have looks, but I got brains. Why, I got brains in my head that I never even used yet. (laughs) The American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in The Life of Riley. It's lunchtime at the Los Angeles Aircraft Plant, where Chester A. Riley employs his talents as a riveter. At the moment, Riley's own private debating club is in session, the members being Riley and his co-worker, Jim Gillis. And the topic for today is their usual one, the respective virtues of their sons. Say that again, Gillis. Okay, but I already said it four times. My boy, Egbert, is the most popular boy in the John J. Boscowitz Junior High School. Uh, it's wonderful what fathers will do for their children They'll even commit perjury <laughs> Listen, Riley, are you insinuating that I am distorting the facts? Oh, I wouldn't go that far, Gillis You're, you're just allergic to telling the truth <laughs> Listen, once and for all How can your boy be the most popular boy in the John J. Boscowitz Junior High School When my boy also goes to that school? Quit What do you mean, quit? Well, that's a geometry term, Q-E-D, quit. <laughs> Means I just proved you're wrong. I ain't talking geometry. I'm talking my boy Egbert. Listen, what makes you so sure your Egbert is the most popular? What makes you so sure your junior's the most popular? Don't change the subject. <laughs> I asked you a question. Okay, I'll answer. All right. In the first place, you got to admit that my Egbert is good-looking. 
Honest, Gillis, your boy ain't good looking. You're just used to him. <laughs> I ain't used to him. He's good looking. Well, if your Egbert is good looking, it's thanks to my junior. He straightened out his teeth for him. <laughs> now, don't get sore, Riley. This is just a friendly discussion. He's certainly better looking than your kid. Gillis, you're just prejudiced. <laughs> How can you say Egbert is prettier than Junior when Junior inherited his looks from a very handsome man? Oh, I thought you were his father. <laughs> very funny, very funny. Okay, I'll give you a break, Riley. We'll call it a tie. After all, in boys' looks ain't everything. My Egbert is also smart as a whip. Well, maybe he is, but I never met a whip that did anything clever. My Junior is smarter than a whip. And my egg bait ain't only popular with the pupils. Once, he even had tea at the principal's house. Well, my boy doesn't drink. <laughs> only milk. You're going to be stubborn, huh, Riley? Uh, okay. Now, I'll prove to you egg bait's the most popular. Go ahead. I'm listening with a closed mind. <laughs> but remember, when it comes to popularity, my boy, Junior, was just re-elected president of his club for a fourth term. Well, maybe so, but hear me out. You, uh, heard about the pre-Christmas dance the school has given? Yeah, only this year they're having it before Christmas. My junior's going. Well, so's my egg bite. Now, uh, tell me, Riley, uh, ever hear of a little girl in the eighth grade by the name of Marilyn Morris? Well, sure, my junior's got a big crush on her. Uh. She's very popular, huh? Mm -hmm. And all the boys is dying to take her to the dance, huh? That's right. So it figures the boy she goes with must be the most popular. You agree? For well, sure. Now, I got you. I'll bet you Marilyn will go with my egg bite to the dance. She will not. I'll bet you she'll go with my junior. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> See, you're playing with your chemistry set, huh? Well, I'm not playing, Papa. I'm making an experiment. Well, watch out. You don't stain the wallpaper. When we rented this house, the landlady took inventory and counted all the spots on the wall. <laughs> uh, what are you trying to do, anyway? Well, I'm trying to combine the sodium in this test tube with the chlorine in this retort to make NaCl. So. What kind of an education are you getting? <laughs> Since when does NaCl spell salt? That spells knackle. <laughs> NaCl is a chemical symbol for salt, sodium chloride. Oh, Junior, salt is okay, but, but but haven't you got something important to do, like like making an important phone call? I don't have to make any phone calls. No. Oh, well, then you've already asked her to go to your school dance. Asked who? Well, this swell girl, this Marilyn Morris. Hmm. She wouldn't go with me. How do you know she won't? Oh, gee, Pop. She's the most popular girl in school, and... Well, I better go with Babs. Babs? Who's this girl, Babs? What kind of a girl is she? Babs, my sister. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
You will not take your sister. I refuse to allow any fellow with as little nerve as you got to take out my daughter. <laughs> oh, gee, you think I want to take my own sister to the dance? I, I'd rather take Marilyn, but... Every time I get to the phone to call her, I get a funny feeling. Like butterflies in my stomach. Oh, so that's it. You got an interior complex. <laughs> Sit down, Junior. I think I can help you. Yeah. Son, every boy has got to face certain dangerous things in his life. First, you had measles, then you had chicken pox, then you had the mumps, and now it's time for girls. <laughs> What's your phone number? Evergreen 4321. But, Pop. I like girls, but... But when I have to talk to them, I get scared. Weren't you ever scared like that, Pop? (laughs) No, not about phoning them. The only time I was ever scared of a girl was when I proposed to your mother. Right in the middle of the proposal, I forgot what I wanted to say. (laughs) Oh, what did Mom do? She prompted me. (laughs) Junior, it's silly for a guy to be scared of a girl of the opposite sex. Now, now go on. Go, go, go phone this Marilyn. Go ahead. No, I can't, Pop. Not now. Now, listen, Junior. You hello, go... Dad. Oh, hello, Babs. Listen, will you tell this brother of yours not to be afraid of phoning up Marilyn and asking her to the dance? Oh, I have been telling him, but it's no use. He's scared silly. Oh, cut it out. Go on, Junior. Phone. There's nothing to be scared of. I'll tell you exactly what to say. When Marilyn answers, the first thing you say is, hello. That'll kind of break the ice. <laughs> then you say, listen, Marilyn, I'm taking you to the dance, and I won't take no for an answer. Oh, no, Dad. You must never say that to a girl. <laughs> Please, Babs, don't tell me what to say to a girl. <laughs> Remember, I've taken out more girls than you have. <laughs> well, all right, if you want to ruin everything. Now, you, you, you listen to me, Junior. First you'll say no, and then you say... Okay, if that's the way you feel about it, there's a million girls I could take. And I think I'll take them. <laughs> and then watch her snap up your offer. Oh, no, she won't, Pop. I know she won't. Junior's right. If a fellow ever spoke to me like that, I'd hang up on him. You will not hang up on him. You'll accept this offer. You'll go to the dance with this... But, Dad, no one is phoning me. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> now, listen, Junior, stop stalling. Take the bulldog by the horns and phone Marilyn. No, I'm not phoning. I don't want to go to the old dance. I just want to be left alone. Well, what brought that up? Riley, what's the matter with Junior? Ran out of the house? Oh, and... Mother, Dad's been trying to get him to phone Marilyn Morris and ask her to go with him to the school dance. Oh, Riley, will you let Junior take care of his own business? Oh, but, Peg, the boy needs help. I'm, I'm only trying to build up his subconfidence. He's got to take Marilyn to the dance. What if he doesn't? He'll get along. No, I, I won't. That Gillis will just... Gillis! Oh, so that's it. Oh, Dad, you're always arguing with Mr. Gillis about how wonderful Junior is. Well, what else can a father argue about? The election's over. <laughs> Baseball don't start until spring. Well, I'll show that, Gillis. Hand me that phone, Babs. Riley, what are you up to? Well, if Junior won't phone Marilyn, I will. Oh, See, Evergreen. But, Dad, you can't do that. Now, stop worrying. Riley, put that phone down. Every time you button to Junior's business, you get him into trouble. Hello? Uh, Hello? Uh, I mean, uh, hello? (laughs) 
Uh, please, could I speak to Marilyn, please? This is Marilyn. Who's speaking? Uh, you don't know me, but I'm a friend of Junior Riley's. Oh, Riley, stop this nonsense. Who was that? Oh, that was my wife. I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, my mother. That was my mother. Oh, so you're a friend of Junior Riley. Oh, sure. You know Junior, captain of the football team, star first baseman and high scoring forward of the basketball team. If that's what you phoned to tell me, I find it all very boring. Goodbye. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, Junior asked me to call you because he's got a sore throat. Junior wants you to go with him to the dance, and he won't take no for an answer. Oh, he won't, won't he? No, and if he wants to, he can take a million other girls. Well, let him. But, 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 but... I'm not interested in any man who has to get some child to do his phoning for him. Goodbye. We were cut off. You mean she hung up? I told you that line of yours wouldn't work. <laughs> That's funny, it... Worked with you, Peg. <laughs> yeah. But hearing it again, I don't know how it did. Now, Dumplin', now. Pop, where are you? Oh, there's Junior now. You better tell him what you've done. No, now, 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 wait, Peg. Stay here. Remember, you own 50% of Junior. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Uh, Babs, honey. No, thank you, Dad. Not me. I'm not getting into this. This is the thanks I get for trying to be a father. <laughs> Pop. Listen, Junior. I... Pop, I've been thinking things over, and I'm going to take your advice. I'm phoning Marilyn right away. Oh, God, 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 Don't be hasty, Junior. You... No, you were right, Pop. There's no sense in putting it off. I, I got to do it sooner or later. Well, I gave you a choice, so do it later, huh? Please. What's well, silly to be scared of girls? I'll show you I got nerves. No, no, Junior, don't phone. H hang up, Junior. But, Pop, you were just trying to get me to... Hello? Oh, um, hello, Marilyn. Uh, this is Junior Riley. Junior Riley. Well, you've certainly got your nerve calling me. You ought to be ashamed getting your idiotic friend to phone me. What, Marilyn? I'll never speak to you again as long as I live. But, Marilyn. Hello? Marilyn? Marilyn? Bob, she hung up. She said something about an idiotic friend of mine that phoned her. <laughs> <laughs> Pop, what's the matter? Your face is getting red all over. Uh, it, it must be my tight shoes. <laughs> Pop, uh, you, you phoned her? Junior, I didn't mean any harm. I, I was trying to help you, and it, it, it ain't as bad as you think. But look, 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 let's forget about it. You go to the movies. Wait a minute. Here's a quarter, Junior. Oh, Pop. Junior, Junior, come back here, will you? Uh, believe me, there's a lot more important things in life than girls, and if you'll give me a little time, I'll think of one. <laughs> well, Riley certainly has messed up his son's social life, at least temporarily, and there will be further developments in just a moment. Back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, Riley's put his foot in it again. His attempt to get a date for his son Junior for the school dance by phoning Marilyn Morris and pretending to be a friend of Junior's ended in disaster. Now Marilyn won't speak to Junior, and Junior won't speak to his father. My own son. 
and he won't even talk to me. It's your own fault. I even offered to mow the lawn for him. <laughs> he didn't say a word. Well, you'll get over it in a day or two. Now stop worrying. And if your friend Gillis teases oh, you for... I ain't worried about Gillis. It's what I've done to Junior. Well, next time, don't butt in. Uh, well, got to go and hang out the ward. I'm going to stay flat on this couch and turn this over on my head. Who's that? It's me, Higby Odell. Oh, uh, the door's open. Huh. It ain't my favorite undertaker. How are you, Digger? Excellent, Riley. And you're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Wait, Digger, let me hang up your coat. Oh, don't bother getting up, Riley. Just lie there on the couch. I don't mind. I, uh, think I'd rather sit up. <laughs> you seem depressed, Riley, so I think I'll cheer you up. Have you heard the latest one? First man, it's a bad day for the race. Second man, what race? First man, the human race. <laughs> Isn't that a scream? Yeah, I think I'll lie down again. What's wrong, Riley? I can see something is troubling you. Well... Yeah, something is. Riley, you can trust me. I won't tell it to a living soul. <laughs> well, Digger, it's all on account of a dance. Oh, a dance. Yeah. The art of Tupsicare. I adore dancing. It's so gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one ain't gonna be for Junior. You see, he was afraid to ask a certain girl to this dance, and so... I phoned her and made out I was a boyfriend of his, and, well, I spoiled everything. It isn't hopeless, Riley. If I were Junior, I'd dig up another girl. <laughs> well, you could do that, <laughs> But Junior wants to go with this particular marrow. I sympathize with the lad. When I was a boy, somehow I could never get a girl to go to parties with me. I don't know why. I was just as much fun then as I am now. I, I don't know. I wish there was some way to square things for Junior before he disowns me as his father. There is, Riley. Go to this girl and confess everything. Then she'll forgive Junior. Yeah. That's what I'll do. I'll go and confess. I'm glad I thought of that. Would you like me to... Would you like me to drive you there? There's plenty of room in my car. <laughs> no, thanks, Digger. I'll see it through alone. This is my funeral. Oops, that reminds me I have an appointment. <laughs> well, cheerio, bury me not on the lone prairie. Yes? Uh, pardon me, does Marilyn Morris live here? She does. I'm her father. Well, could I see her, please, sir? What is it about? Well, I, I want to find out if she still hasn't got a date for the school dance. <laughs> Indeed. Aren't you a little too old for that sort of thing? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I don't want to take her to the dance. My wife wouldn't like it. I, I mean... <laughs> I mean, my son wouldn't. I, I, I mean, I, I, I just oh, want to tell her something. Ra 
Oh, oh, pardon me. I didn't know you had company. I haven't. You have, Marilyn. Oh? Uh, I'm Mr. Riley. Junior's my father. I, I mean... <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I'm his son. I, I mean... I, 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 I'm pleased to meet you, Marilyn. Have a cigar. No, no, no. I mean... I mean I, uh, you, Morris. I got uh, Mr. Morris. I don't smoke. Uh, you wanted to see me, Mr. Riley? Well, yeah, I wanted to talk to you uh, private-like. <clears throat> I uh, figured if you were alone, <clears throat> there's something I got to tell you just between the two of us. <clears throat> you can cough your head off, Mr. Riley, but I insist on being present during any conversation you have with my daughter. Oh, well, well, uh... Well, Marilyn, yesterday you, you got a phone call from somebody who said he was a friend of Junior? Yes, and of all the silly little dopes I ever heard, he certainly takes the cake. My Junior is no dope. I mean his friend who phoned. Oh. Oh, well, well, don't you think you're being a little hard on Junior's friend? She is not. I happen to overhear that conversation on the extension in my study. And I must say, Mr. Riley, if the boy who telephoned is the type your son associates with, I forbid Marilyn to have anything to do with him. <laughs> now, listen, now. The boy who phoned is a very fine tripe. He's a drip. I wish you, I knew who it was. Well, I... that, that's what I come to tell you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the drip. You? <laughs> Yesterday, I wouldn't have believed it. Today, I do. Well, you, you see, Junior was dying to ask you to the dance, but he was too scared to phone you, and so that's why I did. He, he didn't know anything about it. He... Oh, I see. Oh, I wish I'd known. I wouldn't have spoken to Junior the way I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, d then you ain't sorry, Junior? Of course not. You forgive him, huh? Certainly. Oh, well, okay, then it's all settled. Junior will call for you, 8 o'clock, Saturday night. Oh, no, no, I well, can't go with him to uh, the dance. I'd like to, but I can't. Well, why not? I've already accepted a date with Egbert Gillis. You... <laughs> what a wonderful pal I turned out to be for Egbert Gillis. <laughs> movies, Riley. Uh, have a good time, Dumplin'. Come on, Dad, dear. Junior, are you sure you don't want to go to the dance tonight? I'd be glad to go with you. No, I don't want to go to the dance. Now, ah, you just leave Junior alone. He'll be okay with me. Go on, go ahead. Go on, go on. All right, then. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, cheer up, Junior. Tonight, us men are going to make a night. Huh? How's about starting off with the, with the snappy game of checkers, huh? I'll, I don't feel like checkers. Well, then, how's about showing me how you make salt on your chemistry set? No, I just want to sit here and think. About what? Oh, about life and how mixed up it gets. Junior, you got to learn to smile. Listen, I heard a great joke today. Listen, first man, ain't this a bad day for the game? Second man, what game? Third man, the human game. <laughs> Ain't that funny, Junior? <laughs> yeah, Pop, it's hilarious. I told you I'd cheer you up. Now let's go in. No, I'll get it, Junior. Oh, it's you, Gillis. Good evening, Riley. Out! Oh, take it easy, Riley. Don't close the door on my foot. Oh, I'm very sorry. 
Come on in, Egbert. Hello, Mr. Riley. Hello, Junior. Oh, Egbert. I know why you're here, Gillis. All right, go on. Go ahead. Gloat. Oh, no, Riley. I wouldn't come for that. Uh, we just happened to pass by on our way to pick up Marilyn, so uh, I figured maybe I could give Junior a lift to the dance. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you, Gillis, to go four miles out of your way and use up a half a gallon of General Eisenhower's gas. But it so happens Junior ain't going to the dance. Him and me are sitting this one out. You don't, sir? Yeah. Oh, well, don't take it too hard, Junior. Some kids are cut out for social life and some ain't. It ain't that. Junior's got more important things to do than go dancing. He's staying home tonight to, 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 to work out some chemistry experiments. He's, he, he's going to make salt. What for? You can get a whole pound for a dime. <laughs> he's inventing it with his chemistry set. So, that's baby stuff. Sure. My egg bite makes iodine with his chemistry set. Made a whole bottle of iodine last night. Ah, well, he should have pasted a picture of your face on a bottle. <laughs> How could you make iodine, Egbert? We don't learn that till a senior year. I did so make it, didn't I, Father? Yes, sir. The finest iodine I ever saw. How do you know? Did you taste it? You don't believe us, huh? No. Where's your chemistry set, Junior? In the other room. Okay, come on, Egbert. Oh, but, Father, I'll be late for the day. No, no, you won't. You'll see, Riley. Whether it's social stuff or chemistry, my Egbert is a great little mixer. <laughs> Uh, when do we get the iodine? In a minute, Father. Just as soon as I heat this test tube. Egbert, I think you made a mistake. You should have... I know it. what I'm doing, Junior. Sure, Egbert knows what he's doing. Junior, don't interfere with Monsieur Egbert Pasteur. Come on, Egbert. We're waiting. Come on. All I've got to do is hold this flame under the test tube. Sure. No, no! Egbert! Egbert! Oh, I'm all right, Father. I'm not hurt. I guess I made a mistake. Egbert, where are your eyebrows? <laughs> Holy smoke, his eyes are bald. Where's the mirror? Where's the mirror, Papa? Oh, here, look. My eyebrows. Oh, don't cry, Egbert. I haven't got any eyebrows. Now, look, Egbert, now, now, don't take it so hard now. So you won't grow up to be a John L. Lewis. What? Egbert. <laughs> Junior, get dressed in your best suit. Dress? Yeah, if I know women inside of 15 minutes, you're going to get a call from a certain young lady whose initials are Marilyn Morris. Bob, it's over 15 minutes and Marilyn hasn't phoned. Well, she'll phone. Just give her time. Remember, Junior, when she phones, play hard to get now. Now, now keep cool. Don't be nervous. I'll, I'll take you to her house in a taxi. Now, let's get ready. We better get... Well, where's my hat? On your head. Well, never mind. I'll look for it later. Huh? <laughs> now, 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 be calm. Now, relax, Junior. Oh, that, that's her. I told you she is. I'll, I'll answer first. But, Bob, you, you listen in. Uh, hello? Oh, Mr. Riley, this is Marilyn Morris. May I speak to Junior, please? Well, he's kind of tied up now. No, Pop, no. It's very important. It's about the dance. I'd like him to take me. Well, if he can tear himself away from the girls. Girls? Oh, yeah, the house is full of them. Always after Junior. Well, in that Give me the phone, Stop. Pop. Hello, Marilyn, Mrs. Junior. I'll be glad to take you to the dance. I'll call for you in five minutes to taxi. Goodbye. She's gone with me. She's gone with me. Well, sure, just like I told you, Junior. It always works. 
play hard to get. Here he is, folks. During the day, he's a movie star in films like Wake Island and The Bell for Adano. But day and night, he's just a proud father of two growing children. Lorraine's going on 16, and she's a great kid. But the other one, Stephanie, well, she's a problem child. All she does is eat and sleep and take sun baths. She drinks a lot, too. Maybe she'll snap out of it by the time she's three months old. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley, formerly of Brooklyn and now a war worker in California, is known as a very honest man. But he's also human, and thereby hangs today's tale. It all began, ironically enough, with a lecture on honesty delivered by Riley to his wife over a pay station telephone. Hello? Hello, sweetheart. Who is it? It's, uh, uh what do you mean, who is it? Oh, it's you, Riley. Yeah. I thought somebody had gotten the wrong number. But look, Dumplin', I'll be a little late for supper. Well, what happened? Did you miss the five o'clock bus? No, no, no. I made it all right, but the woman bus driver decided to stop off at a beauty parlor and have her hair done. <laughs> well, of all things. Where are you now? I'm in a phone booth in Oily Oscars. Oily Oscars? Yeah. Isn't he the bookkeeper? <laughs> you mean bookmaker. <laughs> so I-, I came in to buy a cigar is all. But listen, I see one of Junior's boyfriends in here buying a magazine. So tell Junior I don't want him running with this kid Squinty Smith no more. Well, but what's wrong with a boy buying a magazine? The name of this magazine Squinty bought is Bugle Boy's Hot Tips on Horses. (laughs) Oh, dear. Junior's been asking for a lot of nickels lately. Well, don't give him no more. If Junior wants a nickel, let him come to me. I won't give it to him either. (laughs) All right. Try to be home soon, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello? You talked over time. Deposit five cents, please. Okay, okay. Keep your bobby socks on. I never cheat anybody. (laughs) Here's your nickel. That's telling her. (laughs) What do you know? I hit the jackpot. (laughs) Nickels come to Papa. Hmm, a stowaway. <laughs> and one is 80 cents, and one is 85 cents, and one is... Oh, this one's a slug. Can you imagine? Some crook put a slug in that coin box. In with my nickels! <laughs> Your nickels, Riley? Huh? Who's that? You know me, Riley. I am your conscience. Oh, hello, conscience. Are you back? (laughs) I ain't heard from you since I filled out my income tax. (laughs) Yes, and you were pretty embarrassed when I caught you trying to put down a pinball machine as a dependent. (laughs) Well, okay, now beat it, conscience. I'll never leave you, Riley. Look at you. Your pockets are loaded with loot. Am I going to have trouble with you over a few little nickels? Where was you all the time I put nickels in phones and didn't get my number? 
Go haunt the phone company about that, why don't you? Go on. <laughs> I'm your conscience, Riley. How can you go home with your ill-gotten gains and face your wife and children? So I won't face them. I walk in backwards. <laughs> They'll hear the jingle of that boodle, Riley. Listen to it. Oh, stop hounding me. You always feel bad when anything makes me feel good. Give back the money, Riley. Nothing doing. I gotta hurry and catch my bus. I gotta get home. I'm coming home with you. Whatever you do, I do. No, you won't. I'm taking a bath tonight. I'll be right there in that tub with you. Okay, then you'll have to scrub my back. <laughs> A nickel. No, Junior. Don't go begging your father for it either. He works for every cent he earns. Now, promise me you won't pester him when he comes home tired. Ah, oh, gee whiz. If you want a nickel, do what your father does. Work for it. Getting a nickel out of Papa's work. Well, okay, I won't ask him. But it'll take a lot of character. Oh, that. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Dublin. I'm finally home. How's about a kiss? Hello, dear. How do things go today? Well, I had a very tough day. Well, I... that's fine. Now, get cleaned up. Supper's ready. Riley, uh, what's that jingling? Huh? Oh, oh, that. Oh, oh, that's nothing. <laughs> you must have a lot of change. What'd you do, rob a phone booth? <laughs> Peg, how could... You say a thing like that. Oh, you know I was kidding you. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. A man called from the phone company. What? How did they... I, I mean, uh... They did it? <laughs> uh, what about? Well, he wouldn't say. And he wouldn't give any name. Just for you to call the investigation department and you'd get him. Yeah, but he might get me. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. Well, go call and find out what it was, Rob. I, I gotta have... Time to think. Uh, well, uh, gosh, I, I, I ain't even had supper yet. Uh, well, supper's ready. Uh, well, uh, can a man who's worked all day like a dog even have supper? You... Well, sit down and eat. I, I ain't hungry. <laughs> Listen, Peg, I'm going to go sit in my Morris chair and relapse. <laughs> Maybe I can work up an appetite. Oh, honest, Riley, sometimes I just can't figure you out fine thing. The first little mistake and they start calling you up with threats. Riley, you're worried. Are you back? Listen, conscience, get out of my brain. My head is crowded already. I know your head. There's plenty of room in there for me. <laughs> Give back the money, Riley. Listen, finders is keepers, ain't it? Anyway, I was all alone in that phone booth, and it was dark. Nobody knows about it. The phone company knows about it. No. Maybe they already got television. Well, how could they prove it was me? A lot of crooks going at early Oscars. I mean, other crooks besides me. I mean, <laughs> I... What about the man who called from the phone company? They're on your trail, Riley. They have your number. Uh, they got everybody's number. <laughs> Be warned, Riley, or the next number they give you may be across your chest. Can I really go to jail for this? No, you have a 
either go or they'll drag you. <laughs> You'll regret the day you ever saw that booth. Yeah, that booth. It was a booth that got Lincoln. They'll put you in a hard chair. <laughs> They'll put you in a hard chair with a light in your eyes and hammer you with questions. I can hear them now saying... Hey, Pop! Oh, God. Junior, what's the idea of sneaking in on me like that, huh? Oh, gosh, what's wrong, Pop? You were in here talking to nobody. Yeah. Uh, Junior, when you heard me talking to nobody, did you hear somebody else talking to anybody? Oh, gosh, Pop, no. Yeah, well, Junior, don't don't tell your mother. It, it might worry her, see? Oh, okay, Pop. Yeah, that's a good boy. Here, here, here's a nickel for you. Well, no thanks, Pop. Junior, you never turned down a nickel before in your life. Are you sick? Oh, no, Pop, but I... I don't want your money. Well, what's wrong with my money? Never mind! <laughs> oh, I'd rather get my own money like you do, Pop. <laughs> but, but suppose they catch you. I mean... <laughs> Junior, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to eat supper. If I stay, I might be tempted to take money I'm not entitled to. He knows, too. Oh, that's life. You give birth to a son. You raise him for 13 years. Then you make one little mistake and he turns state's evidence against you. <laughs> I should have buried these nickels someplace. They're beginning to sound like handcuffs. I... Oh. Oh, hello, Waldo. Hello, Mr. Riley. How are you, Waldo? Oh, my aching back. <laughs> well, what's aching it now? Has your wife been making you walk her Great Dane dog again? Yes. You know how big that Great Dane is. Yeah. Well, we were going along very quietly when all of a sudden he saw a cat. Oh, he started to run, huh? Yeah. And I fell off his back. <laughs> Waldo, if you're going to ride that dog, you better buy a saddle. I know, but my wife won't give me a cent. She's angry at me. She says that I've fallen into bad company. Well, she didn't mention no names, did she? No, Mr. Riley, but uh, you're the only man I know. <laughs> I see. Oh, well, today was the last straw. She searched under my mattress and found my pack of cigarettes. Well... It ain't no crime to have a pack of cigarettes, Waldo. It's more like a miracle. Well, I just defied her. I said, they're my cigarettes and I'll eat them if I want. Eat them? Yes, they're chocolate cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> one of them down at Oily Oscars in the Iron Claw Machine. Listen, Waldo, I know a man once went into Oily Oscars after a cigar and... and... Waldo, he hmm? got in bed trouble. Oh, my, what happened? Well, I don't know. It was this friend of mine. Naming no names would want me to tell on him. Oh, you can tell me. Now, you might talk in your sleep and your wife would hear you, maybe. No, no, she won't. I sleep with the Great Dane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this friend of mine kind of accidentally took some money that didn't exactly belong to him, and, and then... I know. Alcatraz. Yeah. Oh, no, no. 
Not yet, uh, but he's he's kind of worried, Walter. Oh, poor man. A hunted beast. Oh, he must be under a terrible strain. I certainly am, Walter. <laughs> I thought it was you, Mr. Riley. You, you think I better give yeah, myself... I, you think I ought to give myself up, huh? No, first you ought to get some expert advice. Oh, yeah, well... You know that radio program that tells everybody what to do about everything? Oh, you mean Judge Sludge's Square Deal Court, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he's on tonight. Yes? Now, you go down there and tell him your problem. <laughs> Dear woman, take the advice of your sincere counselor, yours truly, Judge Sludge. Go back to your husband. And if he should kick you downstairs again, be tolerant, be practical, move to a ground floor apartment. Mm. Next case. That's you, Riley. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah. You're next. Step up, sit down, speak up. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, my name no is... No names, please. Well, I know a fellow that done something. No details, please. So I was thinking... No opinions, please. <laughs> now, just tell your whole story straight from the shoulder, but don't mention people, places, dates, or facts. <laughs> well, uh, this guy I ain't naming done something I ain't telling. <laughs> but what I want to know is, should I give back the money? Hmm. A difficult case. My poor misguided thief, years of experience with countless lives have taught me to read the human mind, if the subject has one. Huh? Now, you have violated a trust. What? You have embezzled a huge sum that was not yours. First a dollar or two, then hundreds, then thousands. All I took was 85 cents. How much of the money remains after your first orgy of spending? Eighty-five cents? I ain't spent none of it yet. Oh, good. After all, it isn't the amount involved. It's the principle. So return the money, my friend. Oh, that, that's what I'll do. And in the future, beware the root of all evil, money. Remember, money is dross. What is money? What is dross? <laughs> now go. Give back the stolen funds. Say nothing about it, not to a living soul. Well, I won't if you won't. Return to the haven of home again and stay there. Believe me, Judge Sludge, I won't budge. <laughs> and here is your free gift bottle of red rum. Thank you, Judge. And so, another human heart goes down the path to happiness. And remember, friends, if you want to get rid of that tired feeling, go to your druggist and ask for a bottle of red rum. Red rum, spelled backwards, it's murder. Well, you got good advice, Mr. Riley. Yeah, Waldo. Now, if I can just put back the money without them finding out, uh, um, Waldo. Huh? Waldo, look. What's wrong? Out there in the street, a police car. Yes, sir. And they're listening to their radio. Then they heard me squeal on myself. They're laying for me. Let's go out the back way. Good heavens, Mr. Riley. This is exciting. What, the first pay station phone we come to, get rid of the swag. No. No, I got to put it back in the same telephone I got it out of. Maybe they count up somehow. Listen. All the way down to Oily Oscar's phone booth, I'm sticking to dark alleys. Mr. Riley, in case anything goes wrong, we'd better say goodbye now. Shake. Uh, uh, 
No shaking hands. I ain't leaving no fingerprints. <laughs> Poor Riley is on his furtive way to explain his crime by returning that 85 cents and nickels to the phone company. Ever since Riley got 85 cents and nickels by accident out of the coin box in Oily Oscar's cigar store, he's been troubled with remorse. So now, after slinking through shabby back alleys, Riley and his pal Waldo Benny are outside the cigar store where Riley plans to redeposit the 85 cents and nickels. Okay, Waldo. The booth is empty now. I'll duck into Oscar's and drop the money in the phone, and I'm all set. Well, don't let that Oscar see what you're doing. Oh, I won't. He's busy talking to that man in there anyway. I'll walk by them and get rid of the dough quick. Well, here goes. Time on my hands. Time on my hands. How do you like that, Ahern? Them two characters been hanging around out there for an hour. I got my eye on him, Oscar. The little guy looks like Hotshot Harry, the slug merchant. The big one is maybe an out-of-town crook Look, here comes the big one Don't look like you're looking If he pulls any funny stuff, I'll pinch him I'm on my hands I'm on my hands Get that Time on my hands The San Quentin theme song (laughs) Maybe he's just out of stir Hey Ahern, listen to all the geekers he's dropping in that coin box. Well, look, he's coming out without even making a call. Clank, 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 went to Subway. Just a minute, buddy. Huh? Ain't you forgot something? You put in a bunch of coins. You didn't make a call. Oh, yeah. I'm absent-minded, ain't I? (laughs) Well, easy come, easy go. (laughs) So long. You ain't going that easy. See that badge? I've got a badge. Excuse me, officer. I, I changed my mind, sir. I'm, I'm making a call. Sure you are. Now, who was your caller? Uh, who was I calling? Uh, Must have been long distance for all them nickels. Oh, yeah, yeah, long distance. I, I can't never remember numbers that far away. I'll, I'll look in the book and re- remind myself. Uh, uh, Azusa. Azusa. It was called Azusa, huh? Well, go ahead. Oh, sure, sure. Sure, but, uh, let's see, uh, but, uh, Alice A. Abotkin, Azusa 2235. Azusa 2235. Quit stalling, now, let's hear the dime chime. Uh, okay, but this is a losing game. Go ahead, please. Uh, how about closing that door, officer? How can I with my foot in it? Oh. Go ahead, it's costing you dough. Uh, 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 hello? Hello? Uh, hello? Oh, what a nice surprise. I haven't heard from you in weeks. Who is it? Uh, uh, guess who? I bet it's Mervyn. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. It's, it's Mervyn. Uh, who's this? I mean... Uh, hello? Why, Mervyn? 
Dad, I'd never recognize your voice. Oh, you don't say. Well, it was great to hear from you. So long. I... Just a minute, uh, Mervyn. Give out with what you called up the teller. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, hello? Mervyn, listen, it's happened again. It, it has, huh? You don't say. <laughs> yes, Clarence is breaking my heart. This time he was gone four nights. You don't say. You don't say. That's a snappy line of chatty you got, Mervyn. <laughs> and listen, Mervyn, when Clarence crawled in the house last night, he was all covered with mud. Both eyes were shut and one ear was all bent crooked. And part of his nose is missing. All right, so he ain't neat. Well, you know him better than I do. But don't you think Clarence is too old to act like that? He's almost eight. Eight years old? Stayed out all night? Four nights? Speedy little bird, that is, Uzzah. Oh, Mervyn, Mervyn, what shall I do? Well, make his father handle him. His... Why, I never met his father. Huh? <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I keep forgetting. He ain't your own boy. My boy? Uh, Clarence is a cat. Uh, well, well, I can't help what happens in Azusa. Mervyn, I think you've been drinking. I have not. I'll never talk to you again. You're probably right. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, that's that, officer. I had a nice cat. I mean, I had a nice chat. Now i got to be going. I'll... Uh, just like a dame, got to have the last word. Hello? You talked overtime. Deposit 25 cents, please. <laughs> overtime? Next time I phone, I'll write instead. It's cheaper. Here. <laughs> That's telling her. <laughs> So that's your racket, huh? You call up some dame you don't know and then swindle the coin box. Well, look, I, I come here to put back some money. I... Oh, yeah? And get twice as much as you put in, huh? Come on, Mervyn. You're pitched. Oh. <laughs> There we are, bud. See? Investigation department. Yeah. Oh, the phone company will love getting their mitts on you. Let's go in. But, officer, honest, it's a frame-up. I'm as innocent as a newborn baby, I... Well, officer, what's all this? Why, Riley? Well, Al, is that you? Good old Al Cronin from Brooklyn. Sure, transferred out here last week. It's good seeing a rally. Shake. Well, okay, if this cop will leave go of my arm... What's the idea, officer? This here is coin box Mervyn, and I can't... Officer, this is Riley, my pal Riley. I've been trying to get him on the phone all day. Al, was that you been warning me? Sure. Well, I'll leave him go if you say so. But this is a big disappointment to me. Well, thanks just the same, officer. <laughs> Sit down, Riley. Oh, thanks. Sorry about the mistake. Here, have a cigar. Oh, thanks, Al. Uh, Al, listen, since I'm here at the phone company, I got a complaint. I, I spent a lot of dough in a coin box trying to give back some dough I got uh, uh, accidental. Riley, yeah. 
You sure it was uh, accidental? Well, honest, I was just an insolent bystander, right? <laughs> Same old Riley, always in a jam. Uh, but we'll make it up to you. Here, take this phone and call up anybody you want to. Free. Free? Oh, wait till I call home and tell Peg I'm talking free. Oh, oh call long distance. The circuits aren't busy at this hour. Go ahead. Call Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Gee, I ain't talked to Brooklyn since I left two years ago. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, uh, give me Brooklyn. Number, please. Uh, 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 who do I know in Brooklyn that's got a phone? Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Herman's Delicatessen. Herman will remember me good. Uh, Jimmy Herman's on Flatbush Avenue. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Cronin, the BPLA gang will be glad you're out here. BPLA? For sure, our club, the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> Great boys. Muley Durkin, Digger Odell, The Undertaker. We have a million laughs. Only right now I can't think of one. Ready with Brooklyn, sir. Oh, boy, that was fast. They're, they're ringing Herman's. Boy, you'd be tickled to death. Hello? This is Herman's Delicatessen, where the bunch munch lunch. <laughs> Herman? This is Riley. Chester Riley. Remember, I, I'm living a way out in Los Angeles now, and... I'm sorry. We don't deliver. Uh, Herman don't remember me, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's this tan I got in California. <laughs> <laughs> Dublin, it's certainly a nice change walking along the street a free man. Well, I'm glad all this nonsense about the phone company's over. Why on earth didn't you tell me about it? Oh, no, not me. That's the biggest mistake a criminal can make, talking to his mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Riley, don't be silly. <laughs> Wait a minute, Riley. Uh, Isn't that a nickel lying there on the sidewalk? Where? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a nickel. Come on, Peg. Wait a minute. Aren't you going to pick it up? Uh, I should say not. They ain't going to trap me again. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.